people! Welcome once again to the Party of One podcast, the actual play RPG podcast where the gaming table is always set for two. I'm your host as always, Jeff Stormer. My guest this week is Corvin Appleby, who joins us for a game of Pull Me From The Earth. Pull Me From The Earth is a game about a necromantic love story between a long-resting bog body, which is to say a person that died in a bog and whose body was preserved and petrified by the bog itself, which is a real thing that I learned about by playing this game, which is, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Horrifying. And the person that unearths this undead bog body while trying to bury something of their own. It is a game that is at once creepy and unnerving and sweet and vulnerable and beautiful. And it accomplishes this really wonderful sort of combination of heart and horror that creates this really cool sort of beautiful experience. It's, it's, it is a game that I truly loved playing and getting to re-listen to as we edited and like... I hope that you get to enjoy hearing it as much as we enjoyed playing it. That said, there are some important content warnings to go into for this episode. Listeners should know that this episode includes strong themes of body horror, uh, specifically like petrification, some brief mention of invasive insects, and on the other end of the scale, it also involves trauma, both mental and physical, up to and including the premeditated murder of an off-screen character. Um, Corvin and I obviously discussed the content of the game before we played and used safety tools. Uh, you'll hear a, a decent amount of that on mic. We chose to leave it in this episode, so you, the listener, could know that like we were engaging in this material safely. But I wanted you to know what to expect as you started to listen to the episode. Listener discretion is advised. And with that, I don't have any uh, housekeeping notes to make, so let's go ahead and throw it over to me in the past so that he can get started with the show. Take it past me. Thanks, future me. This week, I am so, so excited to be sitting down with Corvin Appleby. Corvin, thank you so much for coming on Party of One. Thank you for having me. So real quick, at the top of the show, before we dive into our game, let, uh, let our lovely listeners at home know about what we're playing this week, as well as anything else you've got going on that you might want them to know about. All right. So I am Corvin Appleby. I uh, use they, them pronouns. And right now I am, you know, I put out a new game <laughs> about like every month so far at this point. Um, you can find those on Corvin Appleby itch.io, which I'm going to be plugging again later when I'm also talking about my Twitter. Sure. Absolutely. Plugs are good. Plugs are important. Yeah. Um, so what are we playing this week? So this week we are playing uh, the first game that I designed in a long time, uh, Pull Me From The Earth. It is a romantically themed role-playing game for two inspired by the music of Andrew Hosier Byrne. Uh, I wrote this for Queer Undead Jam, which was going on back in October of 2020. The premise is one person is uncovering a body in this bog bogs tend to preserve bodies over you know these vast periods of time and the other player is playing as this body who is being uncovered and through a series of prompts using a deck of playing cards we will learn more about these two people and how they exist in relation to each other that's so dope i'm so excited about that i'm very i'm, I'm here for this i'm i I read the game. I read the pitch of the game, and I was like, "Hell yeah! This is, this is, this is my, this is my jam. This is my brand." And let them. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna get sad, and we're gonna get sad and queer and excited and about sweet some, and, and wonderful and, and sweet and <laughs> wonderful about about zombies and bogs. It's gonna be great. Yes. 
All right. So, um, walk us through how to get started. I think I'm ready to, I'm ready to, to dive in. So I guess the first question is, do you want to be the preserved or do you want to be the excavator? Um, I'm good being the preserved if you want to take the excavator. That sounds great. Perfect. So walk us through what the preserved is. Okay. So the preserved is, has been lying beneath a layer of earth for a very long time. The excavator has now woken them up from their slumber. Um, the preserved has a narrative that is defined by the conflict between being human and being inhuman. Uh, the state that you're discovered in is a different state than how you were left. Mm. Uh, so the preserved place to find out the answers to these questions. What does it mean to be a real person? Can I come back into the world after being harmed by it? And how do I relate to the strangeness of my body? Love it. Uh, I am playing the excavator. The excavator has come to this bog to bury something they'd prefer keep hidden from the rest of the world. Uh, their narrative is defined by secrecy versus openness. I'd like to let someone in, but to do so puts me at risk. I'm going to be playing to find out these questions. What do our secrets do to us? Do our truths reside in our intentions or in our actions? And can a, can a stranger see us in a way that familiar faces are not able to? Great. So now that we've chosen which of us are playing the preserved and which are playing the excavator, uh, there are two ways to start the game. There's one that is more conducive for in-person play. Um, it's a cool ritual that, um, very inspired by the rituals in, uh, J Dragon's Sleep Away. So it uses a big bowl of water that you put dirt and leaves and grass into, and then you basically brush hands for the first time in this bowl of water to represent, you know, reaching into the bog and finding someone. Um, that's really hard to do over Zoom. I keep spilling the water onto my internet cables, mm -hmm. but it's not working. Um, so instead, we're just going to get straight into the central gameplay, which cool. is the turning of the cards. So we will, one at a time, turn over the top card of the deck read the associated prompt. Um, if the card is a heart or a diamond, then the person playing the preserved, me, will present the prompt to the excavator, you, and you will answer. Uh, if the card is a spade or a club, you'll present the question to me, and I'll answer. Sounds good. Um, we'll answer in as little or as much detail as we feel appropriate. Um, if the prompt inspires a scene that we'd like to see played out, we can do so with the other player helping to fin fill in any details or to play any minor characters that we might encounter in the scene. The prompts inspire the story, but it is up to you to do the telling. We react and respond to each other. Once at least six cards have been turned before each subsequent turning... Um, one character may ask the other, can I kiss you? And if the other responds with a decisive and clear-spoken yes, then we'll proceed to the kiss, which is the closing of the game. Mm. So, do we want to turn over the first card? Yes, indeed. All right. Go ahead and turn over that card. Let's get to it. The Four of Spades. So, read me off that prompt. All right. The Four of Spades. What organism has taken shelter in your body? How does it feel to host new life? Oh, this is a fun one. It's a creepy. It's a good creepy first question. It's a good creepy one. Um, I'm going to say that there is a, this is going to get gross, um, a sack of mosquito eggs um, and larvae uh, in my rib cage and 
you know, there's just kind of this like humming as time to t- from time to time, one of them burrows their way out and flies out. Uh, how does it feel to host new life? I think on some level that I am attuned to the hunger of these mosquitoes mm. as they mm. fly out in search of blood and somehow it kind of fills me with the same feeling of hunger even if i don't know necessarily for what it's certainly not a physical hunger i love that i love that uh i do want to have and this is i think a valuable thing to have on mic especially around this particular game i want to bring up a brief safety thing if we could veil if we could veil uh the action, the, the the movement and burrowing of said mosquitoes. That would be great for me. Only the super cool. The yes. hum, the humming is is cool and evocative, and the the hungers that come from that. Just the actual like things moving under the skin and burrowing out uh, is 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 a line for me. So I so just veil that, and then the rest of that. The rest of that ambiance is amazing and and creepy and weird, and I hate it, but in all the right ways. Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, we'll take that out. Um. Is there anything while we're on the subject uh, additionally for lines and veils? Um, nothing. So uh, yes, lines are lines for me are uh, sexual assault, uh, harm to harm to children and mundane mundane animals. Uh, fantastical animals is is an, is a <laughs> level of abstraction I'm okay with, as well as like animal people. Yeah. Um, not that I expect that to come up, but it's, yeah. but it's, I, I find that it's a valuable thing to kind of lay out those particular boundaries around and avail on eye injuries and teeth injuries. Gotcha. Can do. And as it turns out, burrow thing, bugs burrowing under the skin. <laughs> We're learning things about ourselves. We're learning things. <laughs> uh, anything, anything, anything uh, on your list that is not on mine? Um, nothing on my list that's not on yours. Cool. 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 Um, oh, one other thing is a line on specifically like plagues and pandemics. Fair, not, very not, fair. Not, not interested. I don't think that one's going to come up. Yeah, um, I don't think any. I, I don't think any I of these share that disinterest. <laughs> I don't think any of these things that I brought up would come up. But I think it's 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 good and valuable and important to like spell them out, right? Yes. Cool. All right. Oh, that was a good answer to that question. I'm really excited. All right, I'm going to flip our next card. I flipped the seven of clubs. So my next right. question for you, who was the last person you spoke to and what did you say? Uh, I think the last person I spoke to was my sister. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so she and I were living on our own in this small house on the edge of the village Um, of course, this was all a very long time ago. And I had told her that I was going out into the forest to gather some wood. It was fall and it was beginning to grow quite cold at night. Mm. And so I told her that I would be back not long after sundown. Dang. Dang. Uh, a, a question that has come up not on the not on the list of any of the questions, but I think a valuable one for us both to establish, um, yes. like names and names and personal details. I I am I am not worried about uh like knowing right now. But what are your what are what is the preserved's pronouns? What pronouns are we using for the preserved? 
I'm going to say, I'm going to say she, her, or they, them. Oh, I forgot to mention. Um, yes, this game is set in a peat bog, um, likely in Northwest Europe. That's where most of them are found. Okay. Yeah. If that's, that's good. Yeah, that feels, I love that. Uh, the excavator's pronouns, I'm going to go with they, them. Oh, okay. Yes. All right. Um, God, those are two good answers. I'm going to flip. Uh, would you like to flip our next card? Yes, I'll flip the next card. We've got the Jack of Clubs. Wow. Busy day for me. Busy day for you. <laughs> um, tell me about the last. Oh, good question. Oh, good question. Yes. Oh, good question. After the last question, too. Um, tell me about the last moments in as much detail as you'd like to remember. Show them to me so I can understand. In the last moments, I was out in the woods, and it was growing dark. I remember my lantern flickered out, and I realized then that I would have to go back home. Fortunately, I was far, but I still remembered the path back, and I knew if I went immediately... While I had my wits about me, I could find my way back easily. And moving through the dark, I suppose it's easy when you haven't got a lantern to be mistaken for something else. I remember hearing an arrow. I remember feeling this sudden sharp pain in my side. I remember losing my balance. And then I remember footsteps running over towards me. And I heard, I heard a man's voice saying something. I think he was asking me a question, but I couldn't answer. And then the footsteps retreated. And then I fell asleep. Mm. Okay. Our next card is the Five of Diamonds. Oh, good. All right. It was okay. going to happen eventually. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh, this is a nice one. What beautiful secrets do you keep? The lovely things that you hold in silence, not out of fear or shame, but out of the fear that in sharing, they would lose their sacredness. Um, this, the, sec- the beautiful secret that I keep is this bog. Mm-hmm. Nobody really, nobody that I know, nobody that I know knows that this bog is here knows that like I, I i go out to this bog and that i i sit here and i i look out on the water and i kind of like wade through it sometimes and walk up to my waist and then i kind of wade back out it, that i come out here is a secret that i haven't told anyone because exactly like the prompt says it's not out of fear or shame it's that this is a space that i don't want anyone else to have this is this is this this space is mine other other people may claim it but but no one else but like i don't want this to be a space that i'm around someone that i know yeah if 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 i'm to see someone else here i want it to be a stranger like i don't i think i think i i think honestly i, I think i'm not even opposed to the idea of someone else being in the bog but i don't want it to be someone that i can put a name to it's about, is it about being able to escape from yourself then? I think it's about being able to escape from, from, 
being known. I think it mm. is it is about a sense of anonymity, right? Like out here, I don't really matter. Mm. I am I am merely I'm a body in the bog, and that's if someone were to see me out here, they would just think that I was someone walking through the bog, that I was someone sitting on a rock. There's something really nice about that. Yeah. All right. Let me look at the next card. Eight of Diamonds. What do you fear more? People knowing who you really are or people never knowing who you really are? (sighs) Going off the last question, I think it's... I think it's the former. Mm. I think it's... I think it's it's I am going to take the unexpected choice and not say that it's both. I think it is it is squarely <laughs> like I don't want people to know to know I I I'm more afraid of being known and being observed and 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 being overknown. I'm more afraid of being of being in 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 sort of the 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 harsh examining light is the best way to describe it. I don't like having eyes on me and people knowing who I really am and knowing the things that I've worked very hard to hide is not something that I I want. It is, it is the worst. If I, if I could, if I can, if I could live out, live the rest of my days without people knowing that I would be okay with that. All right. All right. Next card. The four of diamonds. Okay. Okay. What guilt writhes in your conscience like the tendril of some terrible beast threatening to choke you or pull you apart? Good question. Uh, these pro- <laughs> Hey, Corbin, these props are yep. good. These props are good. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, it is the, the visual of a burning cottage. Oh. The... The, 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 the long lingering visual of me sitting on the grass looking out at this burning cottage. No one inside. No one that I knew was inside. But just watching it burn. And not doing anything. Not, not, I didn't cause it. It seemed to just kind of happen. But I certainly saw it when it was a small fire. And I sat in the grass and I watched it. And it grew to be a giant fire. It ultimately grew to be six or seven fires. Nobody knew that I was there. So I didn't tell anybody. I just kind of let it happen. They never really rebuilt those houses. Sometimes it... it, (laughs) Two things kind of hit me from time to time. One, the, the, the terrifying guilt and memory of like the sheer amount of stuff and memories and, and, and lives, lives possibly in a physical sense. I never really looked. I wasn't from there. And eventually, and I, I, a couple of days later, I hopped a train and left without, without issue, without, without looking back. I don't know if anybody got hurt. I don't know if anybody died, but the realization of that hits me sometimes. And, and the, scarier thing that hits me sometimes is that like when that hits me i don't care i just it it looked neat it looked beautiful and i watched it and i let it happen and i don't feel a regret 
and I think that's the I think that's the guilt that that digs deeper than watching it happen and letting the fire burn is that I don't feel bad that I did it. And that if it were to happen again, I might just sit there again. Oh, that is so that is so tasty. Oh right? my gosh. That is fantastic. This game good. This game thank you. Oh my gosh. That was fantastic. Okay. Next card. We've the got Five of Spades. What did the earth feel like when it was holding you? It felt like like it was hiding me. Like it was erasing me. Like a big silence into which I was placed so that I could disappear, whether I wanted to or not. Mm. That's very good. That's very, very good. All right, next card, Eight of Spades. The Eight of Spades, is your skin hardened and stiff or soft and almost melting? Oh, this is a a fun thing that's actually true about bog bodies, is there are some... Depending on the makeup of the bog itself, there are some bodies where the outer layer is the more preserved part and some where the inner layer is more preserved. Um, And I'm going to say in this case that the inner layer is more preserved. And so the skin is, as the prompt says, soft and almost melting. Uh, yeah uh, lots of very heavy body horror game uh, i will make <laughs> i will i will make sure to put the the content warning at the top of the episode <laughs> yeah but also fuck that's really good and also the fact that i'm playing this game and also getting weird horrifying facts about bog bodies great yes it is i did a lot of research and learned a lot of very strange things <laughs> i'm i it, i that's it's when I say that it sounds like that is a, a, a facetious or a sarcastic compliment, but I'm legitimately so excited by the fact that we're playing this game. I'm having this emotional experience and also just learning some weird shit about bog bodies. That's yes. great. <laughs> I right. like horror games that actually can creep you out. <laughs> yeah, I and I am sufficiently creeped out. This is good stuff. All right. I'm going to flip our next card and it is the eight of clubs. What was your life going to look like? Did you have a plan, a dream, no idea? I think the most painful part about it happening when it did was that for the first time, I felt like I had some vision of the future because I was able to finally exercise some control of the present, you know, mm. living out with my sister on the edge of civilization, you know, kind of in the sticks. I had enough space to grow into myself for the first time out from under watchful eyes, judging eyes. I could finally be embraced and in turn could embrace, even if it was only my sister sometimes all pr- one person is all you need to all you need to grow mhm and so i don't think i had a plan but i finally had an understanding 
of who I was and who I could be. And then there was an accident. That's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's flip our next card. Okay. Seven of hearts. I like the way this deck is dealing us cards and like answering several <laughs> questions in a row. It's a good, yeah. there's a good rhythm to it. Okay. Seven of hearts is physicality important to your love. Where does the body fit into your equation of love? <sighs> I think, I think it takes time. I think it's, it takes time. It is it is a, a closely and fiercely guarded thing is physicality and is is the body. Space physical and emotional is a beautiful thing to me. There is something there is something going back to that earlier question about the stranger in the bog, there's something kind of beautiful about being in a space with someone. Not knowing them and knowingly and consciously choosing to not come to know them. Mm. Just being in a space together. And it's important to me to have that space and to eventually choose to know you and to choose to share my, my body with you and my physicality with you and my touch and my my touch and my kiss and my love to share these things with you on a physical level is a closely guarded thing. It is not something that I give out freely. It is not something that I I choose to throw throw around. And in fact, it's one of the reasons why I I don't like being surrounded by people that I know is I don't like, is it feels like it is at times a violation of that space to have someone that I know want to get to know me. I, I, I want to make that call. I want, I want that choice to, to invite you in. But once, once you're in, it is, it is, it is given freely and joyfully because I've made the choice to give it. Beautiful. All right, our next card, Ten of Spades. All right, I will ask a question. What was your most stunning feature in life? Has that beauty remained unaltered in death? In life, the thing that people loved most was I had a very mirthful smile. But now after time untold i've lost the muscles that allow Ooh. me to pull my mouth upward oh that's horrifying yeah oh that's so creepy that's very good <laughs> the ten of diamonds all right the ten of diamonds is there a secret you'll never tell me no matter how much you love me what is it that I see the arrow wound in your side. And while I'm not the one that put it there, I've been on the giving end of an arrow before. 
And I'm never going to tell you that that's the case. And then I'll never know. All right. Queen of clubs. Queen of clubs. Do you Did you see anything in the time between then and now? Feel anything? Can you remember it at all? In the time between then and now, I don't remember seeing anything, but I remember feeling as if I was floating on this river of warm water. And I remember I didn't feel alone. I felt that there were others traveling alongside me, even if I couldn't see them. That's all the more I can recall. Eventually, the river split off and I tumbled back into the bog. King of clubs. Your body has laid in the earth all this time, but are you your body? What happened to the real you? Have you become a house for you to haunt? It's a good follow-up to the last question. It is. I'm going to say the answer to this question is that whatever I am now and whoever I was then, both of those people still want to be the same thing. And so, in an essence, they are one person. Beautiful answer. It's a great answer. All right. Next we have the two of clubs. Was it someone you trusted? Someone you cared for? Someone you loved? Or did you even know them at all? Complete stranger. My follow-up question. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add a follow-up question to this. Does that make it better or worse? I'm going to say better. Because... Because guilt can be a very heavy thing and not knowing whose hands it in and not knowing whose hands it is in to me is effectively the same as letting that weight disappear. If anyone did it, then no one did it. That's incredible. It's very, very good. Alright, next card, the Ace of Spades. Tell me what parts of your body I am welcome to touch, if any. Guide my hand to them if you'd like. Will feeling a living body help you remember the history of your own? I'm going to say the hands, the arms, and the face. I think... Will feeling a living body help you remember the history of your own? I think feeling a living body will help me remember the history of my own. And as that is the case, the hands, the arms, and the face are the only histories that I want to remember right now. Mm. I don't need to be reminded of the rest. Okay. Next card is the three of clubs. The game has changed its has changed its narrative flow. <laughs> Do you miss your family? 
my sister was my family, and I miss her a great deal. I, I'm going to say that we see a stone resting in a field with the sister's name and years on it, and I don't know if the preserve will ever visit this field, but if they did and they saw how long her sister lived, I think that they would be comforted in in the midst of missing her so dearly, to know that even if their time was cut short, her time flowed. She flourished. Mm-hmm. But yes, I do miss her. I think I touch your arm. Mm-hmm. As I flip the next card, and it is the five of clubs. What was the most painful part? The most painful part was knowing that in my head I could count the steps back to my door. I just couldn't take them. Ten of clubs. We can. Do we want to answer this question or do we want to just flip to a red? Uh, we can answer this question. That's, that's, that's fine. I just want to check in. It's good to yeah. check in. Is this is this new era the kind of future you dreamed of living to see? Okay, so I'm going to ask you. You mentioned trains, so we're at least in in a a post train mm-hmm. world. Um, I'm going to say that this new era is more welcoming than any I could have lived to see, but I still feel much like a stranger. Hmm. Okay. I like that. I like that a lot. Alright. Next card. Here we go. There we go. Queen of Hearts. Queen of Hearts, ask me a question. How do you want me to love you right now? Will you let me if I try? (sighs) Silently? Silently. Slowly, with but with intent and with forward motion, but silently. A, 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 a comfortable, unjudging silence. There's a, there's a unity in that that is what I want. And if you offer that, I will accept it. Then I offer you a quiet moment. I'm going to flip our next card. All right. Two of diamonds. Two of diamonds. What was the first secret you ever kept from the world? The first secret I ever kept from the world? I think I... I think I was supposed to go to school one day. And I think I ran off to the, I think I ran off to a bog. I think I ran off into the woods. Somehow, no one noticed I wasn't there, despite it being a very small school. And I was alone. 
I, I came home about when I was supposed to. No one noticed. So I never told anyone. Interesting. Alright, next card. Six of clubs. Here we go. Um, What brought you joy in life? A good question. I'm excited about it. I think... What brought me joy in life... I think I was a practicing... I, I practiced magics. Little rituals and charms and ways that I would connect with the things that people weren't looking at. I was always searching for the unseen, the unobserved, the unappreciated. And I would want to find ways to tie myself to the invisible joys. Incredible. The Ace of Diamonds. I'm offering to tell you my own deepest secret. Would you like me to share this with you, or is there no room left in your body to hold another secret? I'm going to throw out a big answer here. Mm -hmm. I don't think there is room in me to hold another secret, but I think if you offer me a secret, I will offer one in exchange. Ooh. All right. My own deepest secret is that my father died after getting quite ill quite suddenly, and nobody knows why, but my secret is that I know why, and I know how. And what's yours? That... That, that there were people inside. It was a group of my peers. I didn't like them. I didn't start it. But they were mean to me. They didn't bully me. But they were mean to me. So when I saw a fire, I sat and I watched. And I don't feel bad about it. Alright. Next card. Next card. Four of clubs. What ideal from your era did you defy most strongly? Which one do you hold to? Which one do you hold to your heart even after all this time has passed? Um, something that I defied very strongly was ideas of gender of who i was supposed to be in their mm. eyes um but what i hold dear to my heart is i am very superstitious and i am very spiritual mm. i do believe that there are very many things that operate on the flow of this world that not only are beyond our control, but are beyond even our perception or our understanding. I like that. I like that a whole lot. Next card. 
is the Eight of Hearts. All right. The Eight of Hearts. Why does everybody love you? Are you worried they'd all leave if you changed this? <laughs> Good question. Um, they say that I was a hero in the war. If I told them what really happened, I don't know that they would still call me a hero. Oh, I like that quite a lot. All right. Six of diamonds. Where does your body hold tension? Midway down my back, directly between my shoulder blades. That and the absolute bottoms, the 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 heels of my like the bottoms of my the heels of my foot mm. which is not the ball of my foot i don't think yeah not the ball of the foot the back like back of the heel of the foot mm -hmm. right on the bottom of it you know it's weird that they call it the heel when i'd say it's the more ball shape that's i know one. why i always get confused about yeah. it is because it's the part of the foot that's a ball it is those are also very much the places that my body holds tension, IRL. That's big same. Big same. Big that's same. why I was thinking that's, that I was like, where am I holding tension right now is the back. And where was I holding tension 20 minutes before recording? The bottoms of my feet. Got it. Easy answers. That also was one of the reasons that I uh, wrote that prompt was to kind of, because I think that's the natural response is to like check your own actual body as a player. It's a good, it's a good, it's a good prompt. It's very, it's very uh, theater school of me, and I <laughs> live for it. I'm very happy about it. All right, next card. Two of hearts. Who did you first give your heart to? What did they do to it? I first gave my heart to another student named Terry. Uh -huh. And they treasured it as long as I knew them. Oh. They're not around anymore. But they never stopped treasuring. And in some ways, I never did either. That's really beautiful. Alright, nine of clubs. Do all your problems from back then seem small and insignificant, or do they hold the same weight? Do they still matter to you? Well... <laughs> well, I think a lot of my problems from back then lived in my body and in my perception of it. Um, and so I guess they then seem small and insignificant in the fact that um, my current situation is that magnified. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I think the idea of going out and being seen terrifies me even more than it did before. It's because it's a terrifying thing. To be to be seen is a is a terrifying act and there's something there's something to being in a place where no one can see you. Where you can stare 
you can stare at who and what you are and and say this is this is this is the sum of it for better or for worse this is the reality and you don't have people telling you that that's not the case and i think that fear of being seen I don't feel it looking here at you. I don't feel it either. Can I kiss you? Yes. All right. So, we now move to the kiss. When the preserved and the excavator kiss, each player goes back and forth three times, adding a descriptor to the kiss. These descriptors should be succinct, generally no more than a handful of words. You're painting a picture together. Be as evocative or unusual as you'd like. Would you like to go first, or should I? I'll go first. Weightless. Icy cold. (laughs) Locked tightly in place. Surrounded only by the sounds of the bog. Not very dissimilar to floating along a warm river and feeling someone floating there next to you. Like flames on the side of my face. When the kiss is over, set aside the cards you haven't drawn. Take the cards you have drawn and shuffle them into a face-down stack. Can we do that? On, yes, on indeed. Uh, uh, all you do is flip stack, and then we and then we shuffle it, right? Yes. Done. Shuffle. Oh my gosh! Fantastic. All you have to do so, is click, all you have to do is click the number on the side, and it pulls oh. up a flip stack and shuffle stack oxen. You can also cut the deck to a pre pre-written amount. I've never used playing cards IO, so this is very. I. I, and I'm going to keep this in the episode, uh, I legitimately love playing cards.io. I think it is my favorite, like, especially for, uh, especially for playing cards, because, oh gosh, yeah. because loading decks of cards into Roll20 is a, like, it's yep. good, it's good for a lot of things. Loading playing cards into it is a literal nightmare. It's tough. It's challenging. <laughs> but, like, uh, with playing cards.io, you can pull out custom decks. It has spinners and dominoes and, like, oh, so you can yes. simulate dice with. It just... It is a phenomenal, it is a phenomenal and a phenomenally lightweight and easy to use virtual tabletop. If you were Yeah, using- this was very, intu- this is literally the first question about it that I've had since we've yeah. been using it. It's been very intuitive. It's it's great. I love it a lot. And there's a lot of controls you can have on the back end. It's it's a very good, it is a very good option if you're doing card-based games. That's, yes. that's my mid-roll plug for a service that didn't give me any money. <laughs> you know what? A good service deserves to be lifted up. It does. Up. It does. And I, I, I genuinely love it. There's a reason that I built the Anyone Can Wear the Mask, like, virtual play space in it was because I needed card, I needed decks of cards that could do specific things, and I was able to knock it out in an afternoon. Yes. It's real good. If you haven't checked out PlayingCards.io, listener, check it out, because I really recommend it. And if you haven't checked out Anyone Can Wear the Mask, <laughs> also, also check it out. It, I'm, also, so cool. I'm also partial to it. <laughs> <laughs> it's really cool. Okay. All right. So this is where we decide on the future. We each draw three cards from the shuffle discard pile, and we'll choose one. Uh, hearts and diamonds represent the outside world. Spades and clubs represent the bog. On the count of three, we'll each lay the card we've chosen in front of us. And this game has four possible endings. Mm-hmm. 
each dependent on the card combinations that we choose. Oh, let me make my choice. I have made my choice. Okay. One, two, three. Okay, so All we right. both played a club, um, which means that we have ending two, Lay Me Gently in the Cold Dark Earth. The excavator feels the exhaustion weighing heavily, the pain of their secrets, and the relief they find in the arms of the preserved. The two lovers lay side by side in the bog and rest intertwined with one another as they are covered over by the hungering soil. They do not die, ever, and they never spend another moment apart. They are immortalized in the sort of connection many of us will spend our whole lives trying to find. There is an optional epilogue for if you get this ending and you're playing with someone in person, which is that you can turn off all the lights and wrap yourselves up tightly under thick blankets, holding each other, resting as long as you'd like. What a beautiful, perfect ending to this story. I could not agree more. I'm very happy with how that played out. Perfect. Love it. Could not be happier with how that ended. I, I love the alt- I love the the multiple endings. It is very cool mm-hmm. and 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 just the 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 it's very well put like that from a from a design standpoint, I love that I love that like the cards that who plays which cards like matters and it's yes. it's, it's this level of like it, it's this level of like are we on the same page and, and yes. if we are if we are not, how are we not on the same page? It's a chemistry test. If you choose the same ones, those two are probably like the like quote unquote happier endings. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you choose different ones, there are there are very interesting endings that that then happen. I love it. I'm very I'm very here for this. This is and that's that's game. This game was incredible. Thank you so much for playing. Thank with you me. so much for having me. Oh my gosh, that was an incredible session. Incredibly good. Incredibly, incredibly, incredibly good. Thank you so much. This was amazing. Thank you. So real quick before we wrap up, where can people find uh, "Pull Me from the Earth" as well as the rest of your work online? Yes, you can find "Pull Me from the Earth" at CorvinAppleby.itch.io. It is one of five games that I currently have up there um there's also a lasers and feelings hack based on uh natasha pierre and the great comet of 1812 there is a honey heist hack where you play as uh superheroes nearing retirement age for superheroes which is like you know like professional athletes Mm -hmm. like very young and going through the kind of midlife crisis associated with that um there's a solo horror game where you are uh, basically being stalked by an eldritch entity who will not stop watching you. Um, and then I just put out for the pleasure, not business card game jam, um, a little game based on the business card scene in American psycho. But instead of comparing business cards, it's you and your friends gathering around and comparing your favorite dice sets and then rolling them to make the number rocks make good sounds, which we all love. (laughs) That's very good. That's very, very good. I love that a lot. Um, Well, this this is good. I do want to shout out, but I handled it like a champion because that was the game that like. I so I was literally like just looking for it, it all kind of timed out nicely because I was just yes. looking for superhero games. I landed on that page. I was like, well, I gotta I gotta see who designed this. And then I landed on your Twitter, saw you were following me, and then I was like, wait, did they fill out the four Oh well yes. we gotta we gotta play a game together. Shit. Yes. Like it it was like the purest possible itch experience, but like all of which is to say this game is real good and I liked playing it. I liked reading it a lot, and so 
Uh, thank you for making it. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. Oh gosh, this was so good. Thank you so much. This was incredible. Um, for now, I'm going to throw it over to me in the future, though, so that he can wrap up with the show. Take a future me. Thanks, Fast Me. And thanks again to Corbin for coming on to the show. That game was... Fuck. I... Incredible. Breathtaking. Uh, an unnerving and beautiful and sweet and enchanting... Just an amazing experience top to bottom, and I am so, so grateful that I got to live through it twice. I got to play through the game and listen to the game, and so thank you for joining me for this episode from the bottom of my heart. Be sure to pick up your own copy of Pull Me From The Earth, as well as check out all of Corvin's other games at CorvinAppleby.itch.io, and be sure to follow them on Twitter at CorvinAppleby. Then while you're on Twitter, follow us at Party of One Pod. Like the show at Facebook at Facebook.com slash Party of One Podcast. Join our Discord at Bit.ly slash Party of One Discord. Head to our merch store at Bit.ly slash Party of One Merch. And if you enjoyed the show, consider leaving us a nice iTunes review, a social media shout out, or telling a friend about the show. Or consider supporting us financially at patreon.com slash jeffstormer or ko-fi.com slash jeffstormer. Party of One is produced and edited, as always, by Jeff Stormer and Jen Frank. All music for the show comes from the song Infinite Lives by Megaran, featuring the D&D Sluggers, and the Party of One logo is by Evan Rowland. If you're looking for more podcasts to consume, you can check out the other show that I produce every single week, All My Fantasy Children, which is a character creation, storytelling, and world-building podcast on the OneShot Podcast Network, where every week, my best friend Aaron Catano Saez and I take a listener-submitted prompt, we spin it into an original fantasy character, and we populate a shared universe one story at a time. New episodes drop every Friday-ish at OneShotPodcast.com. If you'd like to inquire about coming on to Party of One as a guest, about press coverage of the show, or about advertising rates, you can email me at partyofonepodcast at gmail.com. And, honestly, I think that's all we do here, so until next time, thank you so much for listening. Remember to fight the forces of fascism every single day. Remember that self-love and self-care are radical and defiant acts of resistance. And as always, party on, everybody.